You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 58. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and I am so happy that you are here today and that you're taking the time to pop in your earbuds wherever you are listening and kind of come and chat and learn about new things and learn about ways that you can improve your fitness journey. What we are going to talk about today can be a game changer for you. And I titled this podcast episode, The Sneaky All or Nothing Mentality. And the reason I did this is because it really is sneaky. This all or nothing mentality, some of you listening are like, yeah, 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 I've heard of that. Like, I don't have any problems with that. Maybe some of you are self-identifying. You're like, yeah, I totally fall into that. But some of you don't think that it applies to you. And we're going to talk a little bit about how this mentality shows up in really sneaky ways and how you can start to identify when it's occurring. Because in order to fix it, we got to identify it first. And I think often because it shows up in sneaky ways, it, like even just identifying it can be a little bit of a challenge up front. Now, before we dive into all of the things, all or nothing, I do want to say a big thank you for rating and reviewing the podcast. I read all of those reviews. It's awesome to hear what you guys are getting out of the episodes and that you're loving them. So please, if you have not left a review, go to iTunes and just quickly leave a rating and a review. Tell me what you think. That really, really helps us in the podcast. Okay. So let's dive into the all or nothing mentality. Now, I feel like this term has become a little bit more mainstream. Maybe that's because I'm in the fitness industry, but I feel like more people have, this may not be the first time you're hearing the term all or nothing mentality, but let's just kind of get really clear with what I mean when I'm talking about this. The all or nothing mentality is, is kind of a way that our brains are hardwired, meaning I think that that this is just kind of naturally how humans work and how humans process. And so when you start to see the all or nothing mentality creep up in your fitness journey or in other areas of your life, it's not a bad thing. Uh, It simply is just the way that our brains default to. And one of the things that I really encourage you to do, and I encourage my clients to do, is to not just live life on default. Um, We, I want you to be intentional. And I want you to make choices of what you want to believe and what you want to pursue. And when we just live life on default, it doesn't get us the place that we want to to go. Um, Our brains want to keep us safe. And I talk a lot about how safety doesn't actually yield progress. (laughs) Safety doesn't actually yield results. All of the progress and the results that you want are outside of your comfort zone. If they were inside of your comfort zone, you would already have them. 
But the truth is, is that all the results that you want lay outside of your comfort zone. So we come up against this idea that our brain wants to keep us safe and wants to keep us comfortable and in our little like comfort zone. And yet the results that we want lie outside of our comfort zone. And so we come up against that. And that's where not living life on default can be really important of making choices of what you want to believe, of making choices of how you speak to yourself in order to either propel you towards or away from the goals that you have set. So I really want to make this point that when you start to notice all or nothing thinking, it's not good. It's not bad. It it just is a way that you're currently thinking. And the place that I want you to get to is I want you to be curious about it and Decide whether that thinking is helping you reach your goals or not. And if it's helping you reach your goals, then awesome. Like, let's keep going. But if it's not helping you reach your goals or it's or it's holding you back or it's keeping you from progress, then that's where I'm going to really encourage you to, to rewrite those thoughts and rewrite those ideas about um, what you need to do in order to see progress. And we'll talk a lot more about that a little bit later on of how we actually get out of the all or nothing mentality and what some really tangible things that you can get started doing today that's going to help you take that step to really stop stop living on default. Stop living on the default all or nothing mentality. Be very intentional about moving past that so you can't see the results that you haven't been able to get yet. So the all, all or nothing thinking is a very binary way of thinking. Um, It means either I do it all or I do none of it. And logically, you can already start to see the fallacy in this, right? Like our logical brains, when we start to think about this, we're like, yeah, I could either eat zero donuts or 12 donuts, right? But there is a middle ground. Like there is a place that I could eat one donut, but our brain tends to want a default, either zero or 12. Um, either I pick up the entire house or I don't do anything. Um, either I do my full 30 minutes of workout, or if I can't do that, then I do nothing. So this very binary, I either need to do it all, whatever quote unquote all is, or if I can't do it all, or I don't want to do it all, or I don't have time to do it all, then our brain just tells us, okay, well, then we're just going to skip it. We're just going to do nothing. So this is this concept of all or nothing mentality. And I'm sure that as I say this, you can start to come up with ideas or experiences where maybe you've experienced this all or nothing mentality. So places that it can show up, it shows up a lot in eating. That's one that a lot of my clients relate to, this idea that I can either have zero donuts or 12 donuts. Um, it shows up a lot in uh, things like housework, right? If you can't do the job right, then you might as well not do it at all. Um, if I can't do all of the dishes or I can't put away all the dishes, then I'm not going to even start. It may show up in um, the way that you perform in your job, right? If I don't have time to uh, make this presentation 100% perfect, then my brain just like doesn't even want to do it at all. And those of you who identify as perfectionists will really relate to this a lot. Um, This idea of it has to be perfect or why even try, right? Or if I can't do it 100%, then I'm not even going to start. And again, this is just, this is a very um, evolutionary default way that our brain works in order to keep us safe. But the key is, is that safe doesn't yield results. Safe doesn't yield growth. 
safe doesn't yield the progress that you want to make. And so sometimes we have to get outside of safe and outside of the comfort zone. Not sometimes we almost always have to get outside of safe and outside of the comfort zone if we're wanting to see results that we haven't yet been able to see. So I want to get really specific right now and talk about the way that I see the all or nothing mentality show up in my clients and the way that I see the all or nothing mentality show up when people start counting macros. And like I said, it's a little bit sneaky. And when I start to talk about this, you may start to recognize that maybe you've had some of these thoughts or you've had some of these experiences. And as we talk about this, again, we'll talk about how we fix it first, but really the first step in order to fix it is identifying it. And that can be the hardest part because it is a sneaky little thing. To start, a very good way to know if you, if that all or nothing mentality is creeping in is if you feel overwhelmed. If you feel overwhelmed, that comes from feeling like you have too much to do in too little of time. And here's what I want to offer to you. If you feel like you have too much to do in too little of time, that is entirely self-imposed in your fitness journey. Now, when we're talking about work and assignments and, you know, things like that that we have in our life that, you know, are maybe are maybe actually imposed, right? We have a deadline for X, Y, and Z. In your fitness journey, anytime that you feel like you have too much to do in too little of time, that is a hundred percent self-imposed. And I want you to feel how powerful that is. You are imposing a list of things and you are imposing a time period on it. And you can change that. And so when you start to feel overwhelmed with whatever it is in your fitness journey, I want you to understand that you are creating that feeling of overwhelm because you have set up parameters of what you expect all to be and because you have set a time limit on it. And so we can shift that feeling of overwhelm very easily by either changing the list of things that we need to do that we quote unquote need need to do or by changing the time frame and either of those can help to reduce that overwhelm um, that you are self self imposing on yourself and this is the way that I see it show up in people when they start counting macros because if you count macros and you come into this process believing that it is um, a like other diets where it's a prescribed amount of macros and it's a prescribed ratio and it's a prescribed, like you have to hit these numbers and you have to do it X, Y, and Z. Um, it is going to feel just like every other diet you've ever done, right? When you intermittent fast, there's like a right way to intermittent fast and there's a wrong way to intermittent fast. And when you do keto, there's like a right way to do keto and there's a wrong way to do keto. And a lot of people come into counting macros with that binary thinking of there's a right way to count macros and there's a wrong way to count macros. And what I want to offer to you and what I coach a lot of my clients through is that this is what makes macro counting different from a lot of the different ways of weight loss is that macros are really a guideline 
And we can take that guideline and create something, a process and um, that will work for you in your life. And that's a lot of what I do with my coaching inside Macros 101 is we take this concept, we take the science behind it, um, we take you know, creating a caloric deficit and you know, trying to find ideal numbers for you, and then we take that and apply it into your life rather than taking your life and applying it into macros. And, and it, it makes all the difference. This is why macros is enjoyable. This is why counting macros is sustainable. This is why it is customized to you because there isn't a right way to count macros and there isn't a wrong way to count macros. And I see so many people going into this process with that mindset of like, it's either right or wrong. I'm either doing it right or I'm doing it wrong. And the first thing that I want you to get is to understand that when you believe that, when you think that there's a right way to count macros and there's a wrong way to count macros, you're already starting off on the wrong foot. You're already starting off with this all or nothing mentality. There isn't a right or a wrong way to count macros. And when we can get really clear on that and we can really, instead of worrying about whether you're doing it right or wrong, instead really focus in on how we can take these concepts and we can take these guidelines and apply them to your life and help them work for you. That is what makes the difference. And that is the value of counting macros. So I do want you just to do a little quick check with yourself right now. Whether you've tried to count macros in the past, whether you are thinking about in the future, whether you're doing it right now, I want you to think about how does that feel to you? When I say that there is no right or wrong way, um, is that a little bit feeling of relief? Is it a little feeling of confusion? Uh, do you want to fight me on that? But check in with yourself. Is this, is this a little bit like revolutionary to you, this idea that uh, there's not a right or a wrong way and that if you are viewing this process as like, a right or a wrong, uh, you're already starting off on the right fo- on the wrong foot. The next place that I see this creep in a lot, and I think this is really sneaky in the way that it does it, is when people are setting their macros. This comes from again this idea that there is a right way to set your macros and there's a wrong way to set your macros, and. I see this with a lot of indecision and, and maybe some of you can relate to this where you maybe downloaded my free guide. I have a free guide to help you set your macros. Um, you can go to bicepsetterbabies.com forward slash set my macros and you can download that free guide. I walk you through how to set your numbers. Um, so maybe you've downloaded the free guide. You tried to like calculate your numbers and you didn't know if you did it right, and you questioned your numbers, and you uh, worried that the protein was too high, or you worried the calories were too low, and that was it, right? You like didn't get started because you were worrying that you were doing it wrong, that you were worrying that you were setting your numbers wrong. And in your mind, if you're setting your numbers wrong, why even get started? Or if you're setting your numbers wrong, even more commonly is people will then self-sabotage, right? If they're not, if they don't feel confident in the numbers they're starting with, then when the donut comes, they're like, well, the donut doesn't really fit into my macros today, but I don't even know if I calculated my macros right. So I'm just going to eat the darn donut, right? Some of you have had that experience, but I really want to impress upon you that this is all or nothing mentality. This idea that there's a perfect way to set your macros, that um, you may set them wrong, I ask my clients a lot, what's holding you back from just starting out with those numbers? Just, just seeing, just seeing what happens. Um, there's this fear of like getting it wrong and that if we get it wrong, then it's going to 
get us discouraged or it's going to not get us results. And we have this idea, we give this meaning behind it of, I can't get started until I know that it's right. And this is classic all or nothing thinking of, it has to be perfect. It has to be correct in order for me to get started. And what I want to offer you is that that belief and that way of thinking is actually what is holding you back. Because what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you get started and your protein is too high and it's really hard to hit? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Mm, you're going to struggle to hit it. You're going to have feedback and recognize that it's a little high and you're going to adjust your protein down. Like that's the worst thing that's going to happen. And yet we get in our mind that we can't start until it's perfect. So in um, episode number 11, I talk about setting your macros and I talk about how macros aren't magic um, and how the value of macro counting comes from getting started, getting feedback and then adjusting accordingly. And this is exactly what I teach inside Macros 101. We talk about the process of starting you in a really good spot, teaching you how to set your macros, teaching you how to hit them. But then even more importantly than that, I teach you how to receive the feedback from your body and be able to very accurately adjust. So instead of just adjusting based off emotion or based off of guessing, you're adjusting based off of data and you're adjusting based off of feedback. And in order to have that data, in order to have that feedback, you have to get started. And if you are not even taking the first step because you're worried that you're going to set your macros wrong, you are deep down into all or nothing thinking. And it's going to keep you from making any progress because if you don't get started at all, you're never going to make any progress. Okay. So that's one of the places that I see, um, all or nothing thinking, that's a little bit sneaky. People don't really identify it as that. They're like, well, I just need to make sure my macros are right. Well, what does right mean, right? Like what is preventing you from trying out, trying it out to see if it's right, to see if it works, to see if um, you're able to hit those numbers. Um, and, and when we can change the way that we think about that, then we can just give ourselves permission to do it messy, to, to do it wrong, to just get started and to get feedback so that in the future we can be in a really good place. Um, but I want you to consider that for those of you who have set your macros and maybe not done them or have struggled to hit them um, and decided that you're not doing it right, there isn't a right way to do it. And that is all or nothing thinking. Another place that I see this a lot is, and this is where people get this idea that like macro counting is just another diet, right? It like tells you exactly what you have to eat and like you have to hit these numbers and that's restrictive and that breeds this mentality of like, what if I go over? Oh my gosh, I can't go over. I can't go under. And that mentality of like looking at macro counting as a very strict, unbreakable rule is all or nothing thinking. That is all or nothing thinking. That isn't what, that isn't macro counting. That's your interpretation of how like macro counting has to be. This idea that I have this set of numbers and I can't deviate from them. And if I deviate from them, then I'm not doing it right. And if I'm not doing it right, then it's not going to work. We go down this little like rabbit hole. Um, so if I can't do it perfect, uh, it's not going to work and I might as well not do it at all then. And what I want you to consider is that hitting your macros is, is a guideline and there's no, there's no outside pressure to like hit those numbers other than what you place on yourself. And when you place this pressure on yourself of like, if I want to see results, I have to hit my numbers exactly. That's a pressure that you're placing on yourself. And it gets into that place of like overwhelm that comes from feeling like we have too much to do in too little of time. And 
when you're doing that to yourself and you're placing that, that pressure on yourself, that if you aren't perfect, then you won't see results. That anytime you slip up, those thoughts and beliefs come up, right? Like I didn't hit my macros today. Therefore I might as well stop tracking and not care the rest of the day. And I'll just start again tomorrow. Raise your hand, you know, hypothetically, if you've ever experienced a day where you tracked and you got maybe to the afternoon or the evening and you ate something that wasn't in your plan or that didn't really fit. And because of that, you just stopped tracking for the rest of the day, right? It didn't fit into my macros. I'm going to be over today. I'm not going to track the rest of the day. That is all or nothing thinking right there because you're believing that if I'm not going to hit my numbers, if I'm not going to zero out my macros today, then I might as well not track the rest of the day, which is silly because you're eating those calories regardless, whether or not you track them, they actually count. So you might as well own up to your choices and track them and have the feedback and the data. But we get into this all or nothing thinking. If I'm not going to zero out my numbers, then I might as well not track the rest of the day. I might as well just start again tomorrow. And that is really dangerous. It's dangerous because, again, it is viewing it as this, um, you have to be perfect in order to see results, which isn't true. And I think you can find a lot of examples in your life of people who weren't perfect, who didn't quote unquote hit their macros every single day and were still able to see results. But what happens when we view it in this light, we view it in this, I have to hit my numbers or else it's not going to work. Then when we don't hit our numbers, we end up swinging way to the other side. And this is where people will be like, well, I'm not going to hit my numbers today, so I might as well uh, eat half a cheesecake, right? And if we stop to think about it, logically we can we know it's way better to go 300 over your allotted calories for the day than it is to go 1300. And yet that's what we tend to do. I messed up. I'm not going to track the rest of the day. I'm just going to eat whatever I want and then I'm going to go back to tracking tomorrow. And this is really detrimental because we know you eat 1300 calories, that's going to set you further back than if you had just logged it, acknowledged acknowledge you ate it, logged it and finished out the day 300 calories over your allotted calories for the day. So this is something that I'm very big on with my clients, and that is owning your choices. I think a lot of times we have been conditioned to um, ignore the choices that we're making, and I find this with people who eat something, and then they almost want to pretend that it didn't exist and it didn't eat it. And if they don't track it, then it's like it never happened. And I think this is a very like, this is your brain again, trying to keep you safe of like, well, if I didn't track it, then it's like, I never ate the cookies. Um, and I really, really want my clients and I want you to get into a position where you get to make choices and you're a big adult grown woman who gets to decide what she eats. And the important part of that is that once you make that decision, you got to own that decision. And so if you eat something that's off plan, that's going to put you over your calories, that's going to make it so that you don't hit your macros today, what I really encourage you to do is to log it and to own that choice that you made. I made a choice. I chose to eat that slice of pie and it's not good or bad. It wasn't a good choice. It wasn't a bad choice. It was just the choice that I made. And now I'm going to own that choice. I'm going to track it. I'm going to get the feedback of how many calories that cost, how many macros it costs, and I'm going to keep moving forward. And when we can do that, 
rather than saying, I'm not going to track it. I'm going to cover my eyes and pretend that it didn't happen. um, We can step into a place of power because when you can own your choices and you can stop labeling them good or bad, but just see them as a neutral choice that you get to make, it's a really powerful place to be in your life. Another place that I see this a lot is in um, workouts. People believe that if they can't get an hour at the gym, then they might as well not go. If they can't do weights, then they might as well not do anything. If they're injured and um, their leg is in a brace, then they just can't even work out at all. Whereas they probably could just go and do upper body. We get these ideas of what it means to go to the gym or what it means to work out. And if we can't attain that, then we might as well not do it, do it at all. And you can obviously see the fallacy in that, that thinking, right? Yes, going to the gym for 30 minutes may be awesome for you, but what is better, going to the gym for 15 minutes or going to the gym for zero minutes? <laughs> Your brain can like already see it's better if you go 15 minutes. And yet, if we don't make this a conscious thought, again, if we just let that subconscious guide us, then we end up defaulting to doing zero minutes at the gym because our brain is like, we can't do it all. We might as well do zero. And then the last place that I see this is with weekends and vacations and parties. And people get really stressed about this. They um, are like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to hit my macros. I don't know what food's going to be there, um, yada, yada, yada. And I really want to encourage you to take a step back and recognize how that is all or nothing thinking. Um, thinking that you have to hit your macros. Thinking that... Um, you have to know what's eat, what you're eating ahead of time, thinking that like if you don't zero out your macros, then it's all over. Those are all ways that your brain is, is trying to pull you back into that all or nothing mentality. And so what I encourage my clients to do is to get really clear on um, your end goal. What, what end feeling do you want to go? After you go on that vacation, after you go to that party, after you go to that dinner, dinner date out, when you're coming home from that, how do you want to feel? Um, and get really clear on that. Sometimes you want to feel like you stayed in control. Sometimes you want to feel like you were able to connect with people. Sometimes you want to feel like you were able to eat whatever you wanted. There's not a right or a wrong decision on what you want to feel. But once you can get really clear on that, then what you can do is reverse engineer the process to get you there. And that may not mean tracking. That may not mean hitting your numbers. But when we can get really clear on what we want to create and we can reverse engineer that process, we can give ourselves permission and give ourselves liberty to have that dinner date or that weekend or that vacation look different than what we would consider, you know, hitting your macros or um, whatever we determine as all is in this process. So I hope that as I've gone through some of these examples, that you're starting to maybe self-identify a little bit with this uh, and in your fitness journey of how you are defaulting to this all or nothing thinking rather than um, redefining what all means. And so let's once we have identified it, that's step one, right? You got to identify it first before you can fix anything. Once you start to identify it, and I want you to start looking for it in your, in your life, look for ways that this shows up in your life. But once you identify it, how do we fix it? How do we, how do we shift it? And so I have a couple of, of ways that I help to coach people through the all or nothing mentality that you can use as you go through your fitness journey. So the first thing that I will tell you is um, to just start. There is so much value in taking action, in taking messy action, in taking imperfect action. And let's go back to when you're setting your macros. So many people get held up 
and they get stuck with trying to set their numbers because they're not sure if it's perfect or if it's right. And what I offer to you is how would that change if you were just, you were just, like your whole goal was just to get started. It wasn't to have perfect numbers. It wasn't to have the right numbers. It was just to get started and take that first step. And what happens when we start to take action is we get feedback and we get clarity and we figure out what doesn't work, which is almost as important as figuring out what does work. Sometimes you got to go through experiences of figuring out what isn't going to work to figure out what is. It's kind of like dating, right? Like when you go through dating, you date a lot of guys and part of that process is you start to figure out, oh, I don't really like that personality or I don't like that type of guy. And you start to narrow in on what you actually do like because when we're presented with what we don't like, then we can actually figure out a little bit more clearly on what we do like. And so I want to encourage you to just start. Just take that first step. It may be imperfect. It may be messy. It may not be right, it may, but it's going to give you more data than if you hadn't just started. And a lot of times when we start, we gain momentum and we're able to uh, take the feedback and run with it and, and continue to make progress. So that's the first way that I really will encourage you to push back that all or nothing thinking is just to start. If you're doing a workout, just, just get started. See how, how long you can do. Maybe you can only do five minutes, but just get started. Uh, you're trying to put away the dishes and it feels overwhelming. Just get started. Just do the, the utensils. Once we get started, it, that's the hardest part for a lot of people is, is the starting. Um, and then we can build momentum from there. Another way that we can bust through all or nothing thinking is to redefine what quote unquote all means. And I think it's really important to consider that you get to define what all is. And sometimes we sabotage ourselves so much because we have such a narrow definition of what all is, right? All is hitting my macros to the T seven days a week. That is all. And then what happens is if we fall short of that, then some, for some reason we make that mean something about our journey, about whether we're going to be successful, about how we're never going to see progress. And if we could just redefine all we'd be in a much better place. So maybe your all doesn't have to be hitting your macros seven days a week. Maybe your all just looks like hitting your calories three days in a row. Or maybe your all means just tracking, right? Like that is a win for you is just to track. And so when we can redefine what all means, we can be much closer to hitting it and much closer to something that's realistic for us to do. Making the jump from just brand new starting with macros to like zeroing out your macros seven days a week is a really big jump. When we can instead redefine all as success is just getting started. Success right now is downloading my fitness pal. Success right now is just pre-logging my breakfast, when we can redefine what success is and redefine what all is, that can take the pressure off of us of having to default to that nothing space. And then the last thing that I would suggest you do is when you find that you can't do all or whatever you have defined as all, that you very consciously, instead of defaulting to nothing, you default to good, better, best. So in any situation that you're in, if you find yourself not being able to do all, what I encourage you to do is to figure out, okay, I can't do all. What would be a good choice? 
what would be a better choice and what would be the best choice. And once you've gotten really clear on that, you get to decide which of those you want to, you want to choose. We don't always have to choose the best choice. We can be okay with just choosing the good choice because we know it's better than choosing than going to nothing. Um, so for example, you're at a restaurant and um, the server brings uh, bread and you're like, I really want the bread. <laughs> I'm going to eat the bread. And your brain goes into this, well, if you eat the bread, you're not going to hit your macros for the day. So you know, eat the bread and then you won't just won't track it. And then it'll start again tomorrow, right? Going to that all or nothing. Either I can't eat the bread or if I do, then I just not going to track it. And I'm just going to start again tomorrow. And when you start to go there, you can say, no, 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 mind. What is a good, better, and best choice in this situation? You know, maybe uh, a good choice would be to like allot yourself two rolls and you're just going to be 400 calories over today, right? That's that's a choice that you can make. Um, maybe a better choice would be you're just going to choose one roll, um, and maybe a best choice is you're gonna you're gonna eat a roll, but you're gonna rework the rest of the day so that it fits into your macros. And now that you have these three options in front of you, instead of it either having to be eat no roll or just be done for the day and not track anything else. Now we can say, you know what? I'm just going to choose to eat two rolls today. I'm going to be 400 calories over and that's my choice. I'm defaulting to this good choice rather than to, to a nothing choice. And so I encourage you when you start to notice that all or nothing mentality, you just start to notice this black or white, this binary thinking that you get to a place where you can say, no, what's in between all or nothing? What's a good, better, best choice? And which of those do I want to make right now? It doesn't have to be all or nothing, even though your brain sometimes will say that it does. This is where you being conscious and you making conscious choices rather than just allowing your subconscious to to do the work throughout the day really makes such a difference. And the last thing that I will say is the more that you can take ownership of this process, the more that you can look at this as choices that you get to make rather than your macros telling you you have to do something or a coach telling you you have to do something or you know the process of counting macros telling you you have to do something when you take ownership of the process you recognize that you it always comes back down to you making a choice and choices aren't good or bad eating the donut isn't bad eating the salad isn't good when we can neutralize these choices and we can just decide what we want, what's most important to us, um, where we're at in our process, what we want to do right in that moment versus what we want in the long term, then we can we can make choices like I'm going to go over my calories today. I'm I'm at my son's birthday party and I want to eat this piece of cake and it's going to put me 500 calories over and I'm okay with that. Like I'm making a choice in this moment to eat the eat the ice or eat the cake and and go 500 calories over. Like that's a choice that you can make and we can make that choice without emotion and without meaning and interpretation that we try to stack onto it behind it. And this is how we step into a place of power. This is the difference between macro counting and a very rigid diet that has certain rules. The whole point of macro counting is to be flexible and is to be adaptive and is to be sustainable into something that is going to fit into your life and into what you want to create. And when you can step in that place of ownership, that's when the magic happens. To wrap this up, if after listening to this, you're ready to give macro counting another try or get started maybe for the first time, maybe now that you understand that it 
it isn't this rigid set of rules. It isn't a do it right or wrong. It isn't a half, you have to be perfect. Um, if you're ready to get started, then go download my starting guide. I have a free getting started guide with macros that will take you from the very beginning um, to getting started to what equipment you need to how to set your macros so that you can start taking that messy action. You can start making process progress because action always is going to create clarity. And when we can be all about taking messy action and not having to, to be perfect and defaulting to good, better, best, you're going to be able to see the results that you want. So you can go to bicepsetterbabies.com forward slash getting started for that getting started guide. Again, if you're just looking to set your macros, you can download that guide at bicepsetterbabies.com forward slash set my macros. And if any of the links that I talk about will always be on uh, this, the episode show notes so that you can find that at bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash 58 since this is episode number 58. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. And I hope that as we've talked about the all or nothing thinking and mentality, you have started to recognize it maybe a little bit more in your life than you previously had. And you can kind of start to see how it starts to show up in your macro counting journey and how it really can hold you back from doing the things that you need to do to get the results that you want to get. And as we can shift that thinking, as we can do things like just getting started, as we can do things like redefining what quote unquote all means, and as we can default to good, better, best, rather than defaulting to nothing, you're going to be able to take the action that's going to get you the results that you want. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.